Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for market intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Bull. Thank you for being with us. Um, this segment is brought to you by Boomi.org. Are you familiar with them? It's B-O-M-I. They're the industry standard for training and education in the facilities and property management industry. Check them out at Boomi.org. Well, today we're talking about construction, design, architecture. I think that everyone is concerned with rising uh, construction costs. And what is that doing to the economy? What is that doing to tenants for commercial real estate? What's it doing to new supply and build out and, and uh, replacement costs? Uh, and, and what's going to happen moving forward? I mean, we have a government shutdown that's happened. We have tariffs, uh, you know, we have start, stock market turmoil, and we have immigration issues. It's done a lot of moving uh, parts here, so let's get an idea of what's going on and how it might impact us. Please welcome my first guest. That's Kermit Baker, and Kermit is Chief Economist with the American Institute of Architects. He's joining us on the phone. Kermit, thanks for being with us, sir. Michael, pleasure to be with you today. Well, thank you. And one of the uh, reports you guys do that I think is very telling uh, is your billings report, right? Uh, how, how much work are architects getting? What are you seeing for trends there? Yeah, and, and for purpose of your listeners, Michael, let me just uh, explain that a little bit, what that, sure. what that indicator is. Every month we go out to a, uh, a panel of architecture firms and ask them about you know, activity at their firms, what their billings were, what their, what their design buildings were. And we compile that up into to, to an index. Um, and we've done a fair amount of analysis, and what we've discovered is that design activity is a leading indicator of construction activity, no surprise there, um, but it does consistently lead uh, construction activity by 9 to 12 months. So a really good look at sort of what, uh, you know, what the coming year uh, is likely to look like for construction activity. Um, the, uh, the Billings Index has been really uh, very healthy for uh, uh, you know, all the way through the end of uh, 2018, we've, we've seen growth that um, uh, you know, would suggest somewhere in the three to four percent increase in, in, in construction activity for 2019. So, architecture firms are still uh, feeling very, uh, uh, very good about things. Uh, we also track new projectivity coming into architecture firms. So this is where their billings are going to be generated in, in the coming months. And that remains healthy, too. So, uh, you know, all the uncertainties that are out there, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot about those, Michael, but uh, right now, uh, architecture firms are feeling very good about things. Well, that's great. I mean, that makes sense that it's a very much a lead indicator. If people aren't designing buildings and they're not building them, we're not filling them up, you know, we're, yeah, we're not selling them, we're not financing them, uh, and as the, as the business world turns. And uh, so it is interesting. Um, I used to get gas in my uh, performance boat at this one uh, gas station, and I remember the, uh, the attendant, he would ask me, are you filling up? Are you filling up? And I'm like, so one day I came there, I said, why do you always ask me if I'm going to fill up? He said, Michael Bull, he said, you're in, commercial, you're in real estate. When you come in here and get half a tank of gas, I'm selling everything. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that was his indicator. But this is a much better indicator. And another thing that you guys do is a semi-annual report on a construction forecast, right? And uh, did you just finish that? 
Yeah, twice a year, Michael, we go out to the leading forecasters nationally and ask them what their outlook is for, uh, you know, again, for non-residential building activity. Um, and we just released those reports, uh, the most recent report this morning, looking at uh, 2019, and this is our first look at 2020. And, and, and forecasters, I would say, are reasonably optimistic. They're calling for just under 4.5% growth in uh, commercial construction spending, um, non-residential building spending for 2019, and uh, about half that growth, about 2.5% for 2020. So they're not, they're not calling for a, a downturn even in 2020. They're seeing a little more strength on the uh, institutional side. That would be schools, healthcare, things like that. Uh, the commercial side, the private side, um, you know, a little bit, a little bit slower, kind of three and a half percent growth this year, and, and and almost no growth next year. I think about a half percent overall. So it looks like uh, the commercial side of the market is slowing down uh, a bit earlier than the institutional side. But but as I say, um, uh, growth, uh, be, be it modest as it is, is 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 what they're seeing. Uh, you know, really over the next 24 months. Well, that's good news. And it's non-residential, so it doesn't include homes, am I correct? But it does include multifamily residential? We do, we do track multifamily uh, residential, not in our consensus forecast, but in our, uh, in our, in our billings index. And architects are still surprisingly uh, upbeat about the multifamily market. Uh, I mean, we're hearing a lot of reports about people looking, you know, moving back to home ownership and things like that, but there still seems to be uh, good, solid, pent-up demand on the multifamily side. So that um, that, that, that segment, uh, that sector continues to move ahead. Well, that's good news. Maybe I'll fill up my tank this weekend. Uh, what about... Tell the gas station attendant you're still optimistic. That's right? it. The, the Michael Bull Index. The Michael Bull Index. It's going to be all good. Well, what about cost, Kermit? I'm, I'm hearing some uh, developers uh, that we're working with that are suggesting that they're putting 7 to 9% increases in their overall construction costs from the time they're, they start planning to, to finish a project. Uh, and then we've heard some pretty hot numbers of kind of annual increases in the last few years. Um, what, do you, what do you guys see? Yeah, you know, uh, we, we, we talked through the good news, Michael, about, you know, a lot of design activity and, and upbeat, uh, um, you know, outlook for stuff. But there clearly is a lot of nervousness, too, and I would say, you know, building materials costs are, are you know, near the top of the list there. You know, number one, we've seen a fair amount of um, inflation there. I, I, there, again, was a, just another report issued yesterday from the uh, Labor Department, one of the few government agencies that's still operational. And, and they're reporting about 4% overall growth in, um, you know, non-residential construction uh, costs. But, you know, I, I think the takeaway for, for contractors and developers and, and even architects is there's just a lot of volatility out there, a lot of nervousness. I mean, that number has been swinging around. It was, you know, uh, I said 4% on a year-over-year basis. It was 10% a year-over-year as of a few months ago. So we've seen some some quieting down. But, you know, if you look at steel, uh, which is one of the targets of the, uh, you know, of the tariff wars, you know, steel prices are up in excess of 20%. Uh, you know, lumber, which which had been very volatile and very strong, is now down on a year-over-year basis 5%. Uh, you know, aluminum is up. We're seeing a lot of volatility in the, 
in in you know in energy costs and fuel prices and things like that. So I think it's it's number one how much inflation we're seeing out there, but number two, all this volatility. And you know if I if I'm a contractor and I bid on a project now and I have to buy those products in three to six months, what am I going to be paying them for for them? I think there's just a lot of nervousness about where things are headed and and you know the nervousness is based on the volatility we've seen over the last 12 to 18 months so it certainly is is very real i think and and, and it certainly you know does give pause to you know how do you proceed in this environment to to make sensible decisions yeah and i want to ask you some more about some of the recent economic news but before we go there you mentioned the four percent overall uh, cost increase for construction if you look at historic times, look at the, the, the business historically, it's 4% uh, fairly normal, or is that still on the high side? No, it's very much on the high side. I mean, I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, some of this is, so th- this cost is a combination of labor and materials, and I think labor generally is 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 going up about a one and a half two percent it's now up three percent and i think the census is going higher we can talk about labor in just a minute too um but but other products too i you know i think that we see uh we we would see inflation a, a third to a half that pace normally so um, that that is uh, uh you know four percent overall we're seeing in our economy cpi increases under two percent we've been in a period of almost no inflation for really ever since the the past recession so you know clearly uh cost hikes inflation um is is now back in our vocabulary and i think it 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 is um you know making folks rethink some of their decisions yeah we're talking with kermit baker and he's chief economist for the american institute of architects and kermit has your view of maybe expected GDP for next year or uh, expected uh, results in the economy. Has it adjusted any with kind of some of the recent turmoil in the stock market? And, and as we record today, still an ongoing uh, government shutdown or partial shutdown? Yeah, yeah no, uh, no, great, great questions, Michael. I think that, you know, and, and unfortunately the story isn't ended yet. Uh, you know, we did see a uh, you know, huge declines in uh, stock prices in December, enough enough so that there was you know a lot a lot of talk about recession uh, as a result of that, and the uh, the government shut down, the partial government shut down, but even the even even the White House has estimated that that um, that does impact GDP about uh, you know probably a, a half percent per 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 month, and, and we're a month into this and and, and going strong, so. Uh, you know, GDP that was expected to be in the two and a half, two to two and a half percent for 2019. I think forecasters are, you know, shaving their forecast by the day uh, in, in terms of what that might look like, uh, give, given all the uh, the issues we've talked about. And we haven't even really, you know, government shutdown being one of them, but you know, the tariffs and the potential for a trade war. I think another big unknown, another big uncertainty here that's causing. Uh, uh, folks to, to downgrade some of their forecasts too. So I think there's, you know, there's just a lot more concern out over there. There's always, you know, when we forecast something, there's always a sort of our estimate, and then, gee, if things really go right, what could it be? And if things really go wrong, what could it be? And there, there's not too many of the, you know, what could go, what could go right here? What what could be better than expected? You know, what they call upside risk to the forecast. A much longer a set of downside risks, I think, in the in the environment we're in now in terms of. Uh, you know, things that might peel off some of the growth that we might otherwise expect. Yeah. 
And when we talk about rising construction costs, Kermit, you know, no one really wants to see rising costs for anything. But, uh, uh, you know, some of it seemingly could have some benefits, if you will. I mean, if if replacement costs are going up to, to build a new building, uh, maybe it curtails uh, where we don't overbuild. Uh, what are you seeing for some of the, the ideas to think about that could be really good news with this construction rising cost or uh, or severe bad news? Uh, you know, like some of these office build-outs we're involved in are, are getting close to, you know, to $100 a square foot to, to build out office space. And, you know, that obviously has a ripple effect. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I, you, you know, you can look at it always as as one of the one of the implications, um, and, and I think it, it, it's really mostly mostly negative. Just adding costs and, and you know, a project that might have penciled out at, you know, you, you know, as you say, kind of eighty, ninety dollars a foot gets up to a hundred dollars a foot, and they say, you know, that's no longer viable, so that project uh, basically disappears or or it gets massively redesigned. I I, I think one bright spot. Uh, potential bright spot, Michael, is that it's going to slow down activity enough that maybe our labor shortage won't be as acute as it otherwise would have been. I mean, I think we were getting to the point where some projects just couldn't go forward in any meaningful uh, on any meaningful schedule because they didn't have labor to do it. I mean, I've, architects have been telling us for really the last couple of years that um, they need to they need to be very careful in terms of how they cost out a project because of labor costs. They need to be very careful about how they factor in uh, a project schedule. I mean, they're telling us they're getting bids that, you know, for a typical project that might have had a 12-month uh, construction period, they're getting bid, you know, they're getting uh, proposals back that are 15, 18 months. And I think wow. contractors are you know, basically saying, I don't know when I get my subs in, so I've got to add some other time to, you know, extra time on the schedule because of that. So, uh, you know, a bit of a slower growth should uh, should get the labor uh, side things more in line with uh, with demand, but I think overall it's, uh, it's, it's a cause concern. Right. And Kermit, what are you seeing from different parties involved in the industry? What are they doing to mitigate some of these rising costs uh, and protect themselves? Any tips there? You know, I, I don't think there's any real cure-all. I mean, some of them are, are, are building in contingencies. Some of them are, you know, trying to get uh, uh, forward quotes on on, on, on materials. Uh, you already talked about, you know, increasing the, uh, uh, you know, the estimated con- construction uh, time for our project. I think they're just trying to hedge their bets whenever they can. It's just very difficult to, to plan and project in this environment. Things can change so quickly that... Uh, um, you know, the only thing you can do is, 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 you know, try to hedge it, try to build in contingencies. I think just be aware that uh, um, you're likely to run into volatility as, as this project proceeds and, 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 and try to plan that into the process as much as you can. Yeah, and I guess the, the shortage of construction folks is really um, raising salaries uh, for, for these folks. Uh, what do you see there? And, and I guess, is it, where does it stand for architects? Do we have enough architects or, or is there a lot of demand there as well? Yeah, well, that's, uh, we're starting to really hit a labor shortage on the architectural side. The, the, the supply pipeline for architects is a, is a bit different than for the, uh, you know, the contractor side. You know, architecture schools graduate about um, uh, 6,500 architects a year, and so that's kind of a fixed supply. And, you know, we did have a, a pretty significant excess capacity coming out of the last recession, but uh, most most uh, uh, most folks are, 
you know, that they have, uh, you know, we've worked through that. Uh, we, we just surveyed architects recently within the past week or so about what, what's the biggest problem they're uh, addressing for 2019, and, and, and staffing was far and away at the top of the list. You know, just can't find, uh, you know, qualified applicants for open positions now. So yeah. this is really starting to heat up on the, uh, on the architect side, you know, um, kind of a year or so behind what has been on the construction side. Construction labor has been, a, as you know, Michael, a big issue for really two or three years now, and uh, mm-hmm. um, it's starting to catch up in other areas, too. Well, Kermit, what would you leave our audience with related to architecture, uh, construction, uh, economy moving forward? You know, I, I, I tell everyone, Michael, that, that conditions are good. Our economy is, is basically healthy. The construction sector is basically healthy. But, you know, a lot of nervousness out there. I think we're getting a lot of fl- uh, red flags. I think now is really the time to you know, watch those indicators closely. Uh, you know, see if Michael Bull's getting a full tank of gas or just a half tank of gas and yeah. other, other, other things like that, because I think, uh, you know, the market has a history of turning very quickly. And I think people doing business in this sector of the economy need to be prepared for that, need to, need to watch those tea leaves very, very closely. Yeah, good point. Keep your eyes open and your ears open and listen to our show, right? Thank you, Kermit. Appreciate you being on the show. Michael, good talking to you. All right, thank you. And uh, stay with us. We're going to have more on construction, design, architecture. We'll have more right after this quick break. Stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies. Incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Bomi International. For facilities and property management education, visit bomi.org. Buyproxy.com. Your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit buyproxy.com. Red IQ. Turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com. 